Welcome back to another episode of the That Fitness Business Podcast. Tom Blackman with Dan Smith. Hello, Dan. Hello. Hi, Tom. And I was busy inspecting your whiteboard at the back there, and there, there seems to be no progress on the drawing. Ah, oh, you've drawn a little thing on there. Excellent. So I'm always interested in the progress of your whiteboard. Anyway, middle finger. <laughs> Excellent. Because you want not a real guru, of course, if you don't have like a whiteboard with secrets. Um, displaying in the background. Literally, that's a shopping list. That one. That's what I need to remember. They're important, important dates from from the calendar. My birthday, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I might just that's have it. to get a, a whiteboard behind me because I've got all the normal, you know, YouTube guru stuff behind me. You know, like trophies and all that sort of stuff. But I'm, I, I think I might have to get a whiteboard with like secret diagrams and stuff on, so people know I'm doing guru yeah. stuff as well. Yeah, you're missing out. Yeah. Yeah. People pausing it and like, zooming in. It's not really uh, half. It's rubbed off now because I had to use it for something else. But so yeah, if people come in and look at my whiteboard, they they would see the stuff I write, and then at my sort of waist level, which is Jacob's height, <laughs> he's got all his drawings on. So imagine putting that on a video. People are like, wow, what's these secret like diagrams that look like transformers? What's what's that about? <laughs> How can that catapult my business to the stratosphere? Got to yeah, buy that a- course. <laughs> Might work, right? It might work, you know. Yeah, super strategies. Um, that oh, let's not talk about that anymore because that's on our um ninety-seven pound course which we're selling. <laughs> after this, after this, yeah, right at the end of this podcast, ninety-seven pound course, but you only got seven days to buy it before it goes up to nine hundred ninety-seven pounds. I saw this is a tangent, but I saw an ad. Have you seen that? We were seeing it, and it was like nine 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 seven. It's all crossed out. Now it's like free. And I always think, who paid 997 for that? Nobody paid 997 <laughs> for that. No one at all. So it just, I just don't get it. And I'm sure people see that. Surely. Yeah. But remember, remember we talked about when we did the Threads podcast and there was, um, there was a guy and he's still selling it and um, selling um, a Threads like, um, how to how to like boss threads or something like that, and um, and he had how to, how to make money or how to do how to do ads right on threads, and there's no ads on threads, and he probably that was like one of his bonus bits, and and he he probably sat at something like a thousand and seven pounds, what a course on something that doesn't even exist yet. Wow, that must Great. be like a future course. Bad oh. skills, man. Easy. And I bet people have bought it because he's he's set the price, like typically, like, oh, this is a thousand pound, this is a thousand pounds, this is a thousand pounds. And he's selling it for twenty-seven dollars. Hmm. What that that's literally just people gonna buy it going, it's only twenty-seven dollars, it doesn't matter. It's the Amazon purchase, isn't it? Oh, it doesn't matter if it comes from China, as long as it does the job and doesn't explode in my house, that'd be fine. You know, and if and if it doesn't work, I'm wasting that much money. Yeah. And it and it will be chat GPT created scripts and templates so it is you, i love that can... stuff like the the chat gpt prompts so mm. all you have to do is there's a free plugin you can download to get loads of free prompts yeah but that's all they are so they just go on right generate me 365 threads that i can use over the course of a year cool here's here's 365 on this and this thing here's 365 on this and this package them up sell them buy it yeah it's just mad in it is it there was, um, on my YouTube travels the other day, 
um because I'd, I'd watch youtube um and i do youtube videos obviously that's how i get on youtube and that's how i get on tiktok as well because i post a tiktok video and as soon as you post your video it goes straight to like your feed doesn't it and then it's something really interesting so then you're into swipe heaven there and I, the other night i come to bed at 11 30 and sam was like what have you been doing for half an hour? I said, well, I posted this thing on TikTok. That was at 11 o'clock. Yeah. And then I just couldn't stop scrolling. Yeah. It just, just sucks you in. Don't realize, do you? Yeah. Um, I purposely don't have TikTok um, anywhere near anything I can see. It's on, the, it's on the last thing of my phone. I have to swipe all the way to get it. Mm. I just don't want to see it. I've got, I've got a policy that I'll only post a TikTok video as I'm walking to do something else now, because otherwise, that's it, I'm down that rabbit hole, especially if you sat down. Um, but anyway, um, I think I, I was on a tangent somewhere else then, I tangent into TikTok. So let's tangent away from that into our main topic for today, which has nothing to do with TikTok or threads or anything we've just talked about for the last nice. 10 minutes. Um, cause we're going to talk today about, I mean, now, now we've, we've missed the YouTube algorithm cause it, it looks at what you talk about in the first minute. Oh, we've not even mentioned it at all. We could just cut that bit out. Me? Get a little sip of water cause I've got myself into a state. We could just cut that bit out. Just go. No, no. Cause we've got to keep everything in cause it's authentic. Yeah. My cut off might me dying of tuberculosis in the background. Okay. <laughs> Um, so what we're talking about today is, is testimonials. And uh, we have done a podcast before on social proof where we talked about testimonials. But both Dan and I thought it was a good idea to do something more. Because um, you talked about social proof and before and afters and why you shouldn't use before and afters and all this other, all the other ways you get social proof. And we sort of skimmed on the testimonials there. But we thought, because testimonials are basically an advert for your business and for some weird reason, people will believe random strangers on the internet saying that you're a good person and they just won't believe you're a good coach unless you've got these random people um, saying that you are. And uh, so we thought, well, let's do a proper thing on testimonials. Because um, the main problem that, uh, I, mean, I know I see this, Dan, and, and um, you know, maybe you can enlighten me on what you see with your clients, is that when coaches look at testimonials, it's like, I've got to wait till the end of the test of, sorry, I've got to wait till the end of the coaching before I get a testimonial because they've obviously done their time with me. And now they're going to tell everybody what a great coach I am. And there's the problem because we both know, and everyone who's a good coach knows that a transformation of meaningful significance takes probably three to six months. Mm. So then you've got an issue. If you take a client on, you got potentially six months before you can get a testimonial out of them. And how are you going to advertise your, your business in the meantime? Yeah, you could use screenshots, that sort of stuff, but of text messages and that, but you haven't really got that thing you can use, which is like a proper story. And um, what do you see with your clients? Is that the same? Yeah, that, that comes up a fair bit. It's fair to say, I, I also feel that it's part of the space as well. People go, oh, I can't. I haven't got any social proof. I haven't got any testimonials because I'm new or like I've just started working with these people. No, but that shouldn't stop you still documenting the process and actually talking about what's happening. Um, so yeah, I definitely do see that quite a lot. And I think sometimes it maybe gets built up to something that it's not 
and, and maybe it's because people aren't aware. And hopefully on this, we can show you that there are things you can do very quickly. And within the first, even within the first day of someone working with you, I think there's stuff that you can showcase and that, that cements you, what you do, what your coaching is like, the community you've got. I think there's definitely things that could be done definitely in the first week or two weeks. There's things. And you should be striving for that anyway as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's so, uh, if I'm coughing, it's not because I'm saying, Dan, stop talking because I need right. to say something. It's because yeah, I'm just dying. Oh, that's coughing. why I do. you're all right. <laughs> I mean, you I'm, pass out. I mean, I'm not there just yet. Back in a minute. <laughs> Fall off my standing desk and I can't get back up again. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, so I was going to sip my water so I don't die. It's all right. <laughs> One of the um, um, one of the medications I have to take for my heart to keep my heart heart healthy because if people didn't know I had a heart attack like about a year ago, uh, it actually causes you to cough a bit more. So that's always fun. Which <laughs> it feels like three minutes later, I feel like you're dying. No, just just my medicine keeping me healthy. Yeah. <laughs> um. Sorry. Back to testimonials. So um. Yeah, so, so, so there is this thing, isn't it, is that people think of testimonial is an end of, it's an end of days thing, isn't it? It's the look at all the great things that happened. But actually, there are key points, as you said, in the first week, in the first two weeks. And I know I've seen you do this with your uh, business coaching clients as well, is there's, I think it's from your Slack group or something like that. There's uh, like a feedback of, say, uh, what's happened in the last two weeks or how have you found this coaching different from other people, something like that? Because the answers are, oh, the first two weeks have been brilliant or the first week's been brilliant. You know, I felt supported and that sort of stuff. Um, so there's stuff you can get in the first week, in the first month, you know, and periods through that. Um, is that right? You've got what, something, something that yeah. tracks the first week? We're, we're, I mean, it's based off a few different touch points. So there's not just myself, then there's touch points from, uh, our assistant in there as well, Steph, who will then reach out. And it, I think it helps then to have the introduction of who you work with because it helps to put a face and a name. Um, it's also nice to get that level of support, which then helps people, depending on where they've come from or what they might have experienced, we want it to be different. We want it to be better, basically. So if we can log that and track it, that's great. And I'll get messages from Steph, like the replies, she'll just screenshot and send them, oh, this is cool. This is really nice to hear. So that stuff helps. But then it's also, it's not a, it's not a coincidence. It's like those things are put in, in place so that within the first week or two weeks, there should be some form of emotional win. Because I like you said earlier, like people go, I've got to wait six months until I get this transformation and I can show the before and after pictures and that. And I'm like, yeah, but they, you should be striving to, for them to feel something in that first period. So if you can get them to, uh, explain how they feel more supported or that this is this is completely different to what they thought it was going to be like and and maybe they felt more energized and maybe they've started to do things they didn't think were possible or they've been trying to do for ages and in the first two weeks they've started doing it like how powerful is that for you to be able to then show someone else that who's struggling with the same things and you go well look what look what happens when you come work with us and they're like fuck yeah that, i need to come do that so yeah those are arguably for me anyway more important than the final thing I think, I don't know what you agree with. Yeah. Um, yeah, could, because the key thing is, and this is a question that coaches will always get is how soon can I see results or what can I expect to see in the first week or how, how long before I 
start to lose weight or it, it's always a question, isn't it? How long do I have to wait before I see the, the return on investment I've made in you? And, you know, and I, and I know coaches listen to this, will, will, they, they'll have said this to clients, oh, but it's a six month progress. It's long-term investing long-term. And while that's true, and we know that three to six months is the optimal time to get this transformational result. People just don't want to hear that, do they? They want to hear, yeah, do you know, in the first week, in the first four weeks, this is what you're going to see. This is what you can expect to see. It's that short-term pacing to the long-term, isn't it? Long-term results, but the sort of the key steps towards that result, you'll start to see those in the first two weeks. Um, and I think obviously coaches, and, it, and um, um, I think, you know, it's safe to say that we both deal with evidence-based type coaches who who aren't like, you know, the cookie cutter, hmm. typical bad coach people. They're always going to say, look, it's a long-term investment. Real weight loss takes time. Real muscle building takes time. It takes six months. But then they neglect the fact that the cookie cutter guys are going, hey, in the first six weeks, in the first week, you'll see six pounds of weight come off, you know, because it's keto. So you'll see no glycogen and all this water come off. They don't say that. They just say, oh, you'll see this initial weight loss. Um, and that's where I think, you know, really good coaches who are not spinning wheels of people to try and get them into their coaching, they need to step up that game a little bit with, look, this is what you're going to see in the first six weeks. Yeah, you're not going to drop six pounds or 10 pounds or whatever, but you will get support and confidence that things are going to happen and you will start to see your diet improve. You will start to see your training get better, that sort of thing. People want quick wins, don't they? Yeah, I think wherever you can strive for quick wins, you should try and do it. That doesn't mean you are suddenly unethical and you no. are chasing something that's not possible. I think that you can almost learn from what uh, those coaches do. So the coaches that you're always mad at because they've got loads of clients, you can learn from them because mm -hmm. the way that they do communicate um, their wins, they're always talking about it all the time. Like, yeah, and absolutely. Even if, even if like, it's, you know, it's not possible. They're still out there just shouting about it. So you need to go, oh, well, I need to do this in a way that is suitable for my style of coaching. I'm more compassionate and more empathetic to what I do. But mm. it doesn't mean that the people come to work with you are any different. They still want things to happen quick. But you, it's your job to then go, cool, these things we can change in this time period. And within the first two weeks, you're going to maybe feel like this. And this is what you can expect to feel like. And then we're, we're moving towards that that longer term goal because you've told me that in the past you've worked with science so it didn't happen you tried this diet this didn't happen you've regained the weight so we're not going to that's not going to happen this time but we can still celebrate those things initially in the in the short term yeah well. absolutely and i think i think i know we'll talk about this maybe a little bit further on but asking the right questions is really important here um, and this goes for all types of testimonials or any sort of like because if you're if you're always asking people like yes or no questions, you know, like for example, um, do you enjoy the coaching? If that's a question you're like first four weeks or first week or so feedback for, do you enjoy the coaching? Yes. Well, that doesn't tell you anything, you know. However, what's the best thing about the coaching so far? That's not a yes or no question. Yeah. Yeah. How, how do you feel now that you didn't feel um, three weeks ago? And what's different now? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's so many things that you can do with that because you could have a separate system set up. I mean, I know you, you mentioned you've got like different ways of you doing that. Mm -hmm. um, but why can't you build that into the feedback 
process from from your clients so within the first two three weeks there those questions are in there they're in the in the check-in process even so that you can capture that anyway and then those check-in forms can evolve over time maybe they can change a little bit uh, i'm a big fan of them having differences in and changing as as the coaching evolves the question should change really but um so you yeah can because someone who is at the beginning of their progress like let's say we took a fat loss client you know for example typical and they probably don't know anything about nutrition or diet or anything when they come to work with you so in the so in that first couple of months it's all going to be about what do you understand now you know what what have you implemented now what's different but then after the first couple of months when they've into that routine it's right they, they've almost got rid of all those niggling habits that were causing them stress now it's just the little things left to fine-tune so of course the questions need to be different and if you're always asking the same questions there's a bit of cognitive dissonance with the with the form isn't it so, oh it's this for this weekly form again oh i won't bother filling it in because there's another one going to come next week same stuff so i'll just fill it in then yeah definitely yeah mix them up and then how you use them i think is is, is important to get across because again, maybe tied into just testimonials in general, but you've got people giving you this incredible stuff in the first couple of weeks of working with you. You want to make sure that you document that in the right way that's effective, not just going, here's the thing. And then like, wow, just hoping everyone works it out. From Someone might report it back, oh, I feel really, I feel really uh, supported and um, looks after it, it within at the moment or maybe that's, that's that's the line or whatever it is you just post that and then someone's swiping through and they see it and they go okay cool and just swipe on like use it use it more like use get more from it can't you just expand on that why do they feel that way what happened before why mm. do they why are they telling you this stuff like expand on it i think it's the biggest thing i see and i spend time going through with coaches is don't just screenshot something and post it like think about how you want that to come across and what steps can you put in place to build out more of a story around it? Mm. And if you are using it in content, tell the story. And if you're using it in your stories, tell the story before it, lead into it. So use these as an opportunity to highlight something in what you do, not just show how good you are. Like, oh, my God, look how good we are here. Cool. Why are, they, why are they saying that? Why are they telling you that they feel so supported? And then that's going to have more impact on someone reading it. All right. Yeah, because it's the... It's the relatable side of things, isn't it? Because I mean, talk about, I think we talked about some before and afters when we were talking about that. But just showing a picture of someone before and after who's lost weight, there's no context there. The, the, the person who's looking at that just knows that person's lost weight, but they don't know if um, that person has the same problems as them. They don't know if that person has, let's say they're like very wealthy and have someone to cook for them and to drive them to the gym and you know, they don't work a lot because they made their money, that sort of thing. There's a whole different context there. If you don't create that story, and, and I've seen you do this, and I do this in my stories, but if you build up to the story and you go, and you go, oh, do you struggle with this sort, this sort of thing? You know, and sometimes this, this gets in the way. Well, and then, then it's the before and after. We're there and it's the client screenshot. This is what Kirsty was facing. This is how she overcame it. And this is what we did. Then there's more context and you've, and you've already grabbed people because it's like, well, yeah, actually I do suffer with snacking in the evening. I can't stop that. Now, yeah, I would like to stop doing that. Oh, someone you've worked with has stopped doing that. Okay, now I'm invested in, in reading about why that's happened. Yeah. Whereas if you just put the, the before and after, oh, 
she dropped six six kilos while it, while eating in the evening. That doesn't grab you in. That doesn't doesn't get you interested in that story, does it? It's like, okay, well, she did that. Well, fuck her then, because I can't do that. So I'm now annoyed at reading that because someone's achieved it and I haven't. Actually, I hate you as a coach because you're not my coach. Yeah, that's it. Isn't it? It's like this, like, like you mentioned, it's before and after or like weight loss results or whatever it is, lost 20 kilos. Cool. That doesn't really, doesn't tell you too much, but you're almost thinking about, you want to think about the audience you've got, the other people in your audience, mm. and they need to be able to see themselves, like where that client used to be. And then they can, they can believe that then. They can believe that they can achieve the same things. So all, yeah. all of this is about getting them to see that. Um, so every time you've got a piece of proof like that, like try and think, well, how can I get the most out of it? Rather than just, because I see it as a, it's a lazy thing just to go up, post it up. I don't think you've put too much thought process behind that. It's, it's lazy. Yeah, it's, um, well, it is, isn't it? And it's, it's, it's like, um, I'll look at all, and this is like, when you see like big coaching, like we've got like 300 intake, that sort of thing. And it's a race to post as many of the, the before and afters as possible. But again, what, how have they got there? How have they done that? Okay. You've had loads of success here. It shows that you've had success, but not how, and who are those people anyway? They're, they're just a photo. There's no, there's no story behind it. Yeah, people like hearing about people's stories. It's why people feel connected to to famous people, isn't it? Because they read their stories, and yeah. they, they get upset when people like famous people die. They've never met them, they never never had an in, uh, interaction with them, but because they've they've read their story, there's that seven eleven four thing going on. Because they've done all that, they're now invested in what happens to that person. Mm, yeah, yeah. I've had uh, over the years like people get invested in the clients we've worked with because we share their stuff and we talk mm. about them. And then you'll get people messaging you about your clients. It's like, oh yeah, love this person. I love how they. I saw Ian a pizza in Pizza Hut three days ago. Did she tell no, me? Not, not, <laughs> not like that. They're Here's like, a picture. <laughs> they're like they're they feel inspired by them, which is freaking mm. another level. That's just amazing. That's one of the big things that I found with. Well, if you're a coach, if you can show your clients, um, if you can get your clients to like interact with you on platforms and social media sharing things and stories and tagging you in it's the most powerful proof you'll ever get um but you know forget all of your little messages and quotes and things if they can like tag you and stuff and you can amuse that it's it's really powerful um that side of social proof well one of the um going away from that the um uh, at the gym we have so many people members posting what they're doing at the gym and obviously we, we put out our own content and stuff, but I would say that 90% of our content on social media is members posting about their workouts or what they've done or their personal best or anything else. And that is just, this is, you know, this is the gym to come to if you want those results. We don't even have to advertise saying that this is what we do because yeah. all our members are saying that we, we've done it. It's, it's such a powerful, like you said, it's such a powerful way of showing that you actually deliver what, you, what people want. Yeah, that's the user-generated content, isn't it? So you you look at the big brands at the moment, and a lot of them are doing it. So a lot of them, are, uh, a lot of the sportswear brands are doing it, um, getting users of whatever the product is to then generate the content for them. And there's nothing more powerful than that. It's, it's amazing. So you, you, that's why a lot of um, resorts will get influencers in because it's like it's 
that's a powerful way of doing it by getting these people to then show how much of a good time they're having. And then other people are like, oh, I need to go there. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, sorry, Diamond, back again. This is um issue with some Wi-Fi or something. But anyway, that's now sorted. So um, so testimonials, yeah. So we need to get more of them. Um, key times to get them. So you've already said uh, weekly feedback forms. Um, certainly like first week feedback forms, you know, is there anything we can improve? What you achieved? You know, anything that's uh, that's happened in this week that's made you realize I'm the best coach for you, that sort of thing. Um, I I also look for um, what something I call a freshers report, which is four is about four to six weeks in, and um, it's along the same sort of lines because after four weeks, people would have settled in a little bit, started doing some of the habits, started doing some of the things, and they would have started to see some results. Hopefully, if you're a good coach, and but e- even even you know, if they haven't seen like, you know, six kilos drop off the scale, there would have been things that have happened, such as better habits, more knowledge, realization about certain things they were doing, that sort of thing, uh, maybe feeling more confident. So those first four weeks is really important to document because as you said, after six months, people won't, won't remember that. They won't remember how they felt in the first four weeks. So if you don't get that emotion, and it will be emotional because there won't be any like massive tangible results after that time. Yeah. So it's important to grab that emotion right at the beginning. And so, and because people will always say, what results am I going to see? How fast am I going to see results? You know, even though they might know it's going to take six months to lose 30 kilos. Okay, but how fast can I expect to see results? And that's an objection to your sale, isn't it? Your objection to your coaching. You can say, well, actually, here's five or six people I've worked with and here's what they got in four weeks. I'm not saying that you're going to get that, but here's what they got. Hmm. Yeah. Anything like that, that you can use initial period to handle any of those objections. That's going to be loads better than waiting to then hmm. go, cool, here's the end result. That's why I believe it's more powerful to have that stuff and then, and then gather it at certain points throughout the process as well. Because um, I know you, do you do something else? Do you have that? initial one is that the first one you do the fresh yeah so, so as well as i'm like a you know, weekly like like check-in if you can call it that with, with new clients just an, i like to essentially hand hold them through the first couple of weeks so i generally text them you know every other day and it's everything okay you know because some clients won't text you if there's a problem you know they wait till they check in and then everything's happened you know so you've got to firefight a little bit so as well as that I have the four week one, which is like an official one. And then, um, I have something called a midterm report. It's all done on like schools. So you've got a freshers report, which is university midterm report. And the midterm report is if you've done like a period of something. So say, um, you've got a client, long-term client and they, they wanted to get in shape for a wedding or a holiday or something like that, which is something we can all relate to, you know, going along nicely. Oh, hold on. There's this holiday coming up. Right. Let's schedule out a period of time where we're going to work just on getting you ready for your holiday. And then we go back to normal coaching afterwards. That time would be essentially where the midterm report. So it's like a, a session of coaching within the bigger coaching. So that you can then say, right, well, I was working with this guy or girl. Their long-term goal was this, but what they wanted to go on holiday or they had a wedding coming up. So we decided to do this for this time. And here's the result of that happening. And that obviously relates back to people who want a specific result like that. 
but it also, again, gives you something else to talk about with a long-term client you've been working with for a year, two years, whatever. Yeah, that's a good one. Because I think people think that I can't use that client again. can't talk about that. Client. Yeah. Yeah. You know, why not? You, you, you're going to work, if, if you are working on them with different things, and it's going to bring up different stuff. And then each of those is an opportunity for you to talk about it. Like, over the years, we've had so many different ones, like different approaches we tried, you know, removing tracking, taking the scale weight out. Um, maybe there's different events that they've coached, been coached for, how you've approached that. Um, holidays, like you say, is a really cool one because everyone wants to. Mm. Everyone goes on holiday, don't they? Yeah. Um, so there's loads of different ways of framing it. It doesn't, doesn't mean that, oh, you can't use that again. Um, mm. Or maybe there's just a, a specific uh, emotion that came out of the process of, of working on something with you. So uh, even even your weekly feedback can lead into stuff like this. Um, I know we're not really talking about that as such, but that, that can be used for um, proof, for mm. proof of what's happening. So there shouldn't ever be a point where you're like, oh, I haven't got anything to talk about. Like, okay, yeah. well, and, you're, not, you're not asking good enough questions then. That, that's my... Well, yeah. yeah. And, and I think the other thing here is that sometimes coaches don't get it right. And, and that's important to talk about as well. Because you know when you see like... Um, I, was this, I can't remember, but it was some podcast about advertising or something. And they were talking about businesses that only have five-star reviews. You know, all the reviews are five stars. You just think, ah, that looks a bit too perfect to me. You know, do I want to go and eat there? It's all got five stars. Is the reason that, that there's no one stars is because all those people died? <laughs> well. Yeah. So, and so with a, if they've all got five star reviews, you're like, mm. so if your coach is always painting this perfect picture of, look, everything, I get it right 100% of the time. Sometimes people are, but do you though? Are you only telling me about the people you've got it right with? And I think, and people say, oh, but I don't want people to think I'm a bad coach. It's not about that. It's about how you responded. So I, I've, I've done it in the past where I've worked with someone and we've done like a, uh, like a show diet they, we've been coaching and they decide oh i want to do a show so we've done a show and at the end okay they look great incredible etc but we had to contend with you know possible eating disorders all that stuff at the end and which people don't want to talk about and we actually had to build it back up so that person was eating normally again afterwards it took us about six months to get there i mean you know long term there was no damage etc but over time and they decided they were never going to do a show again because of it and, but they were adamant they wanted to do the show at the time. And I talked about that in, in some of my, in some of my coaching, I was like, you know, we learned that show dieting was not for this person. And this is why you shouldn't do it. This mm. is why you should do it, but this is why you shouldn't do it. And here's was the results afterwards. Yeah, they look great. But afterwards there was that time period, six months exaggeration is a couple of months. You know, it was that time period afterwards where they had to readjust back to normal life. And that affected, you know, their relationship, their work, all that sort of stuff. Um, so I've used that in my coaching that, you know, maybe I should have been a better coach and advised her not to do it, but they wanted to do it. Yeah. It's, it's, you, you've got to be open like that, haven't you? Be able to show that's the, well, is it vulnerability? A little bit maybe, but it's like being able to get across and express that you're not this, this perfect specimen of coach. Think Coaching is, 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 is a lot about learning, you know, okay, we could, we can pick and choose our clients so we could only get people we know we can get really good results for, 
I, I appreciate that. But also there's things that pop up, and I'm sure you've had this, you work with clients, or I work with clients, where initially on the initial fact find everything, and then all of a sudden you run into this massive roadblock, which they didn't tell you about, and it affects things so you don't get any results. I've had it with a client, um, I've been working with him over 18 months now for weight loss, great progress. At the beginning, the weight was going up, and we're like, well, why is that happening? You know, the, all the calories were right. He was training hard, all that sort of stuff. Weight was going up. We didn't know really why. He was getting really upset. We found the problem, but we didn't find the problem until it was about a month. So we had a, he had a month of weight going up. And, you know, as you know, weight loss, clients normally weight starts going down really quickly, doesn't it? Um, so I was like, what's going on here? You know? Um, and, and it wasn't like a, he was eating stuff and not telling me. It was something else, which I won't go into, but it, you know, that thing was like, sometimes things don't go right in the first, but part of being a coach is adapting to that and showing that you can adapt to bad situations. Yeah, definitely. Cause you, you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to know everything anyway. And you, you, you can do what you can with the knowledge you've got from the, any of the experience and qualifications, but you're still going to be able to, you're at the mercy of like someone else in terms of how they respond to things and, and the way that they interact with you. Um, and like you mentioned, you can do everything you can to attract the right people, but you know, sometimes it's not going to go the way you think it is. And then you've got no. to try and react to that. But it's also good to be able to communicate that because if you can communicate it, it makes you, um, your, your normal is to the emotional intelligence side of stuff coming out. You can respond to that and deal with it in a way that isn't just like you going, I know, I know all the time, all my clients just nail it every single time. Yeah. <laughs> the five-star review. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're the one star. I want to read the, whenever we go on holiday, Sam always looks at the one star reviews first of the place. So, well, I want to see what the bad people say about them. And, and if it's like, oh, some of them is like, oh, they, they didn't serve hot dogs at two o'clock in the morning. And that's why you give them a one star review. Okay. You're just an idiot. But some of them are like, yeah, there were sharks in the kids pool. Hmm. Okay. Maybe that's not the place to go then. Well, <laughs> you know, at least. But, People want to see the bad as well as they want to see you at your worst and then they want to see you at your best. And then, and then they can see what, what the potential difference is. If it's always good, there's something there. It's like it, our, our human thing is to be suspicious about everything that's too good to be true, you know? Oh, you can lose six pounds in, in six minutes eating only these, eating all the foods you like. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe that. No, it's true. Look at all these people who've done it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they look like Fiverr bought testimonials. <laughs> yeah. But that's what you're, that's what coaches are up against, aren't they? So people will do that. And then, mm. and then it's unfortunately, it's the job of the compassionate coaches that like we mentioned to come and pick the pieces up from these people who have just mm. done all these different things, tried all the fads. And then you have to go, all right, cool. Like, this is how it's going to work now. <laughs> yeah. I'm here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, um, so we've done, uh, we've done like the first couple of weeks, we've done, uh, feedback forms, done, um, freshers report, done midterm report. Um, obviously the only one left really is the, what well, it's what I call the graduation report, which is what it is the normal testimonial. Um, and I think we've talked about that at length before, but what's the sort of the key points you would say to people uh, about, about that? Just get bang in before and after picture. 
Um, and that's it, just a before and after picture. That's all you need, apparently. Um, no, this is like, so you're, in terms of your version, this would be like my, the one where they have finished or achieved the goal. It's the end. So they, they've got to the end of the coaching. They're like, Dan, thanks so much. I've got exactly what I want to do. Nothing, I don't feel there's anything else we can do here. Uh, I'm going to stop the coaching. Um, and you go, we do like a testimonial. Yeah, absolutely. You've given me a great result. Yeah. What was the what's the sort of key things to remember about when you're asking for that testimonial? Yeah. So for this, like we've changed this over the years now and we used to just get like written. We used to have a, I remember the form. It was like a Google form, I think. It used to be like, like mm -hmm. answer these questions and they were just really shit questions. Um, and then we evolved it over the years to now be video feedback with prompts in there, but then also getting on the, on a call with them. So like yeah. this. So then when we can do this, we've then got me and the person on the video. But in terms of the questions we're asking, we just basically walk, walk through that process like we've mentioned, going from where they were before, um, what they were feeling like, how that, how that manifested in their life, and then the things that we did as we worked together and then how they are now. And then you just want to take them through that story. But yeah. that in itself gives you loads of content, like loads, because you can do loads with that. Yeah, I have... Um... For me, there's like nine questions um, and it's divided into three sections. So you have the problem, what the problem they were facing, how they tried to solve it um, and why they didn't solve it themselves in the past and, and why it was a problem, how it's affecting their life. Then you have the process, which is what we did, how it changed, uh, sorry, what we did, what we put in place, um, what are the things that changed in their life, that sort of thing. And then the um, the progress at the end, or, or I think it's, yeah, progress, yeah, progress at the end. And that is um, like what they actually achieved, how how their life has changed uh, as a result. What sort of person are they now that they weren't before? Um, but also, I, I always ask a key question at the end: is like, if you were going to go back to where you were before, what would what would you have to do to do that? Mm. Because until you ask that question, people don't reflect on the massive change that they've made. You know, because it's been gradual. And I asked this, I asked this from uh, a guy once, and he said, do you know what? I, I, there's no way I could ever go back to that because I used to drive everywhere, even if it was like a two-minute walk. I used to order takeaways every day. I didn't go to the gym because I just I thought I didn't have time. You know, I would always be first at the line on the, on the Friday pizza, you know, like they have Friday, the pizza delivery at lunchtime. And that's just, that's just not me anymore. I can't see myself doing that. So many other things would have to happen. And it's that reflection point about this massive change that's happened. And I think if you don't ask that question, because people reading it are going to go, well, I'm in that, I'm really up shit creek here. And this guy's over here where I want to be. I can't see myself getting there. And it's, it's, it's the reverse of that question, isn't it? It's not, oh, we're going to do this to get you here. It's look, this guy's here, but he was over here. And this is what he would have to change to go back. And you can change it too. Exactly, yeah. Just basically you want them to be able to see any potential clients in your audience to be able to see themselves in that story or some, some relatable parts in it anyway. Because yeah. a lot of people think they're so far gone, they cannot possibly achieve what your client has achieved, especially yeah. in six months. Yeah, that's it. That's the cool. key. And Dan, I'm going to have to cut it short because I've got to go and pick up Jacob. Right. Um, so um, I will say thank you and I'll cut it short and see you on the next podcast. Bye. <laughs>
Thanks, bye.